Hey everybody, welcome to Pittsburgh Comics Podcast, I think 510? I'm getting all confused. That right, sounds about right. Yeah, I'm writing my numbers down and then realize we didn't do the one before it, and then last week I said 510 and I think it was 509, and that takes way too much investigation and stuff to get ready. So Mike is busy still, uh, he said he'll be here next week. Yeah, sure likely story. Sorry, I'm looking at Marley on the sofa, and she was looking at me like, I don't think he's going to be here. <laughs> she hopes he hopes he yeah. because oh, she likes yeah. the spot. Well, Mike wouldn't sit on the sofa anyway next to a dog. So. Oh, that's one he would. Yeah. That's true. It's Rex he wouldn't. Yes, yeah, the behemoth that he's a little worried. The wired. behemoth. Poor guy. <laughs> okay. So, I'm Colin McMahon, owner of Pittsburgh Comics for now. Joining me tonight are... Dave. Pat. Spencer. Okay. Lots of news and lots of little things we haven't covered in the last, what, Month. 18 weeks that we, since we've done a podcast. Yeah. And I think we forgot a bunch last week, because I realized after we went through the books last time we did, I'm like, wait, all these books up above, we never talked about any of it. <laughs> Holy cow, I, we didn't talk about this? So. It's been a fortnight. It has. Oh. Hey, they can't miss us if we don't go away. That's true. <laughs> True. I did get the uploading part fixed, kinda for the. What do you mean, kinda? Low, low cost of money, but. Uh, yeah. Low cost of money. Yeah. So we we might start a Patreon just to cost the fees, cover the fees of doing this. Yay. Um, you know that means like we got to have something valuable, right? Right. Well, I get it. So we're gonna no, have to be better. No, it just has to have extra content to put onto the Patreon. It doesn't have to be valuable. It just has to be content. Okay. An autograph group photo will do it. Oh, ooh, I like it. I like it. Okay, so we do have some questions that I don't want to forget, so we're going to hit those first. First one's from Clay. What is everyone's favorite hero slash villain reveal? Either a hero villain flip-flop or unmasking, i.e. Tara being revealed... Mm -hmm. Revealing herself or Hush being identified? That's a good question. I love Flashpoint and Martha Wayne being the Joker in that. Yeah. yeah. yeah that I was, was good. not expecting that at all. Yeah, that's a good one. The other one, um, the Thunderbolts, yeah. um, was, you know, at the time, if you were reading at the time, that was a, what? You know, just, because uh, they had shown up in the in Hulk a little bit, okay. and then right at the end of issue one, all of a sudden they reveal themselves to be the masters of evil, which was pretty darn cool. Terror was a good one, too. That was a really good one. Yeah, I can think of just some of, like, the cliche, like, you know, like, Norman Osborn is, you know, Green Goblin, like, you know, kind of the big ones, but, hmm, I can't think of one that personally, like, you know, stands out or, you know. Unfortunately, you know. It, it's, you're right, it's a lot of it's cliche, and it's like, yeah, okay, we, we saw well, this common initiative. Also, one. too, because, like, and, you know. As a Mandius. 
like the like a lot of that stuff happened and like I knew about that stuff before even you know reading it like you know what I mean so I think that also you know that kind of you know that's why whenever you said the Martha being that's the one was like oh well yeah yeah because you know that's kind of it's modern and yeah like you said that kind of like that definitely came out of nowhere. Uh, so here's one from Dave. Oh wait, we did this one. From Dave? Oh, I'm just going back through all the Twitter. Well, we didn't get Dave's answer to Dave's comments. question. That's true. What was Dave's question? Oh, about who's the richest? Yeah. Oh, who has the most oh, yeah. money? Scrooge McDuck. Okay, so th- this is from Ray. First time question, long time fan. Since summer is the comic event season, favorite favorite event crossover and why? Now, his was Avengers 116, 118, Defenders 8 and 11 because it had Thor versus Hulk. Okay. So that's a good one. Um, I would go uh, House of M because I just like the idea. And um, that was still, like, I was only, like, a couple years into comics whenever, like, that happened. So that was kind of, like, my first big event. And it was still, like, that stuff was still kind of fresh. It was, like, that was kind of, like, the beginning of them doing it, like, all the time. So it wasn't quite, you know, as, uh, you know, as uh, stale as some of the other ones, you know. And uh, and a lot of the, the different things that they did were, uh, you know, with how Wolverine got his memory back and, like, Spider-Man being, like, a... Like a like kind of like a TV star, and like you know, I just kind of like a lot, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of stuff that they did with that. I love Civil War, too. That the first yeah. Civil War that felt like I was really on the edge of my seat reading that one. That, that one felt like it mattered to me, especially when Spider-Man unmasked. Yeah. Well, that's it, it. It did. I mean, it. There's still reverberations yeah. from that all these years later. Yeah. Um, yeah. True. And that was the one I was going to say, too. But the other thing it did is, you know, there aren't many times in comics when you look at something and you go, both sides kind of have a point here. Yeah, right, right, you know, yeah. It's, it's pretty right. rare where the good guys are the bad guys or the bad guys are also the good guys. Um, yeah, yeah and that's, very true. You know, it was interesting. And, and it, what was also interesting is just kind of how the teams lined up. And, you know, where, where you kind of see where, you know, there, there's some people you wouldn't think would would fall on the side that they did. You know, like, well, I, you know, the Punisher, great example. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I like, how is the Punisher a good guy? But he kind of is. Um, or, you know, Sue Storm basically... Yeah, because they, yeah, they split the uh, the Fantastic Four up there. Yeah, and to be fair, it was because you know Johnny Storm got beat up by a crowd. Yeah, right. and and so like I kind of get that. Um, I'm trying to think because it was still really early in uh, in reality TV, but it like it really telegraphed. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. With, 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 with the new warrior at the beginning, the very yeah. beginning, when the new warriors blow up uh, Stanford, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, they were televising that. Oh yeah, very true. When did the boys come out? Two thousand six. That was right when I was opening. But that really wasn't like a summer event. No, 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 no. But yeah. I'm thinking like the old days. It was through the annuals. 
is how the events would go through. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm right. just like, did did the boys predate Civil War? Same time. Okay, because I, some of those ideas I opened are very Civil similar. War Five yeah, came out. Yeah, that was my first issue, mm-hmm. four or five. Okay. So and the boys was like issue five or six. So. Uh, okay. So they were kind of being written in parallel then. They mm-hmm. weren't really copying. Well no, not at yeah. all. Not at all. The similar ideas. trying to think back to summer events and I don't really remember because I, I remember most of them like going through the annuals but that was like in the 90s was uh um, was Blackest Night summer I don't think so because that was like eight issues so that was almost nearly a year because it was just monthly um well but to be fair didn't Civil War go on a lot longer than it was supposed to well that was, that was late yeah. yeah there was some lateness involved in that yeah um I, yeah. really, I, I don't know if this is a popular but I really love Infinite Crisis too uh, when uh, and the whole build up to that was great and I, I like how it connected it to the original Crisis and bringing back mm-hmm. the Golden Age Superman and Alexander oh is that the uh, one that, that I need to Jeff give that Johns one a reread did. yeah Jeff Johns and Phil Jimenez yeah I really lo- I really love that one yeah I think yeah. that's another one I would have to reread because I, I tried it and then but again, it was like that was still pretty early on, and like I was had no idea, like you know, mm-hmm. the things that they, you know, that they yeah. were talking about and trying, you know, and trying to do. Yeah, right. It reminds me of the first time I read uh, Infinity Gauntlet, and I'm like, like I don't yeah. know who half these characters are, <laughs> and this is really, really dense. Yeah. 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 yeah so I honestly, I. Uh, Tim says the ending sucked, but he loved Armageddon 2001. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, is there like a Richie Rich and Casper crossover? Oh, hey now. Be nice. Yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to think, because, yeah, I can't think of anything. Nothing's jumping to my mind. I'm sorry, Ray. Okay. Mr. Klein, who works at Penguin Random House, is, is there a place in comics for a weekly book? And what are the pros and cons these days? Um, there is. It's. It's got to be really. Well it's got to be really well done, really planned. The problem we have is damages, and you get one issue damage, and it sets everything off because you get the replacement two weeks later, and it just sets the whole cycle off that was always my problem with those um weekly this feels ones. like you're setting somebody no 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 okay. no no well he does work for penguin yeah but um <laughs> but th- th- there definitely is but there's a lot of coordination that needs to be done um you know it has to hit a shipping schedule and i don't think they can right now with the way the printing is going back um, eternal worked really well and that was well, like 40 yeah issues yeah well, i was gonna like say that. that that's the thing you it's like the length, like the whole like for a year is kind of you know that's well, that's and they always have you a can problem. Get like a couple months, you know, like and you can tell a good story in a couple of months if you're doing it by you know yeah. a week, you know, and then take a couple of months off to reload, and yeah. then for the Shadows next... of the Bat was a prime example. It was a twelve issue series that came out weekly, and you're thinking there's no way this is going to work, and it did. Yeah. So I, I, it, the end, it can't be. I mean, the one that I really enjoyed was Fifty Two, but oh, you look was, at the talent yeah. on that—you yeah. know, Ruckaway, Johns, and Grant Morrison. Yeah, so it's like 
Yeah, you could do it with that. I don't know if you could do it with other people. Not, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but just... <laughs> no, but um, so... Yeah, I think there's a place for it, but it's got to be really, really good yeah. and not filler. That was the problem with some yeah. of these were they kind of they didn't pace themselves even 52 didn't because they had to add a four issue series at the end to wrap up some stuff that they forgot to get to so yeah and lastly james says i haven't watched uh dr strange in the multiverse of madness yet please help calibrate my expectations appropriately that's my my goal is to watch that this weekend so it's not a dr strange movie I mean, it is, but it really isn't. It's more of a Wanda movie. Um, and Multiverse of Madness is a misnomer because he really only ends up in three multiverses. Or yeah. three universes. With that said, it's entertaining. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a great movie, but I was it's, definitely entertained. It's kind of the what you expect from the Marvel movies. Like, if you like the Marvel movies, you're probably going to like this movie. Yeah. And if you're a Sam Raimi's fan, you're probably going to really like this movie. Yeah. yeah, it's a Sam Raimi movie, is, is really what it is. So if you're not a fan of his, you probably yeah. will not yeah. like it. He was able to put his touch on it, too, which I would guess isn't always the case with these movies. No, I mean, that's why Edgar Wright walked away from Ant-Man. Yeah. And yep. he had developed that for years. Yep. I think that's all we got. Colin's, oh, wait a minute. Wait Colin's a minute. favorite yeah. Marvel movie that he hasn't seen yet. Yeah. Have you seen Batman yet? No. You got a lot to do. I have a, I have a free week coming up. So A whole week? A whole week. Uh, be by myself and down one attacky dog. So attacky I'm going to have... And no, no bedtime. So... Uh, you okay, girl? Just gotta find that spot. Yeah. I'm just. Dave, would you move the. Yeah, I think that's Fussiner. There you go. Okay. Okay, sorry. Marley's just trying to get sorted there with Pat, you know, in her spot. And she's trying to be nice, but say, get out of my spot. Well, he's over in his usual spot. She was in my spot. I I sat in the middle and had Rex on the other side of me. I was betting them both for a while. It's just, it's a shame. Okay, now lots of other stuff to talk about. I don't know about any news this week. I don't remember seeing anything. I don't either. Specifically, well, Marvel recent. Studios is going to be at uh, San Diego this year. Shocking. Yeah. Well, no, because they haven't been for the last few oh, okay. years. Yeah, because they've been doing like the what's that the D. Oh, the D twenty three is every other year, yeah. but yeah. Or they'll do Star Wars Celebration. Or, yeah. 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 So there's a couple old ones. Uh, that I, I never talked about Neil Gaiman, um, which was fantastic. If you get a chance, it was. I know. Just listening just to his uh, his masterclass videos, yeah, it's, are just great. Yeah. Like it's basically him just telling, like reading stories, but then telling stories. People submitted questions, he answered them, and just really good with the crowd. And just you know, he's got a history of being a good storyteller. Um, it was wonderful. If you get a chance, do it. Um, two other weird ones. Uh, Joe Casada finally left Marvel. Um, he'd left Marvel Comics a while ago and was in... He was at Marvel Studios and then kind of got pushed into the TV and out of movies at one point. Um, and then he now has officially left Marvel. And then Bill Jemis uh, left AWA. 
and something like a fight over NFTs or something I was reading. Mm. But it's interesting that those were the two guys in charge of Marvel um, back in the day, back in around 2000. So it's just interesting that they both left their companies at the same time. Mm. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Tim Sale passed suddenly. Um, I guess maybe not suddenly for him, but basically definitely wasn't well known that he wasn't well. And then suddenly it was announced he was in the hospital, and then he was gone really quickly after that. Yeah. And that was that's that was unexpected because he was not that old. Um, yeah, like sixty like, something. Right, like we knew George Perez was sick. Um, Neil Adams was eighty. Um, so, but yeah, Tim Sale was like sixty six or something. Yeah. yeah, that was that was young. That was a big surprise. Um, yeah. So you know, as always. Uh, Tell your tell your the guys that you enjoy, let them know. Um, that's the one beauty of uh, the internet, especially Twitter. I think is super easy to to talk oh, yeah. to people. Oh, you know, yeah. just just shoot a note. Um, so that's good stuff. That's about it as far as the news and things to talk about. Um, yeah, we had fun this week. We uh, I lost one third of my Marvel comics to uh, poor packing and lack of corner support in boxes and it sucks not being able to i don't think a single person got all their books um because of it and you know stuff like x-force i got three out of 29 were sellable it's like where am i going here um i don't think i had any darth vader's survived it was just Darth Vader doesn't really survive. <laughs> right, no, but it's just one of those, why am I doing, you know, you start to wonder why you're doing this. And then even better, as of right now, everything is still showing back ordered and not being replaced. So it's like, what did I do wrong, is what I asked the PRH rep. You know, I'm like being punished. And, oh, it's just... You didn't order twice the amount of books that you need. But then they all would have been damaged. You know, it was a case of it wasn't just a corner. I lost an entire box. Right, no, I... I you know, everything in the box was and damaged. You, and, and you said you know, it was just packaged weird? Well, they, they, well here's the problem. Like the, like the, the corner was caved in? Or? No, well, yes, but here they put a box wrapped in bubble wrap in another box. Which is great, except they wrap the bubble box up the the bubble wrap up the sides of the box, so the top and the sides are covered. There is nothing protecting the corners. Okay. So UPS, it's an eleven pound box. UPS tosses it to get it from one place to the other. There's nothing protecting the corners, and they get crushed every single box. I have I got four small boxes of trades for next week and every single one of them has one crushed corner and it's like so i know everything in those boxes is lost and it's like you know well have you opened them yet no i'm already dealing with enough depression losing a third of my marvel shipment Mm. now i'm gonna lose a hundred percent of my graphic novels for next week you know it's it sucks so i don't have an answer um i honestly really I'm thinking, trying to figure out a way to fix it, but I honestly don't know. Um, yeah, it just, you know, like books where I up my order from 20 to 25 to get the one in 25 variant, and now that's damaged, not getting replaced. It's like, it's just, you know, lots of books that I could sell, but I can't, so. Yeah, like, that's the most frustrating thing, because it's like, that doesn't mean, like, you said you you try to think of stuff, but there's like nothing that you can do. You know, you're not the one. 
yeah, packaging it or handling the boxes. Well, the one thing that I'm seriously considering is going back to Diamond. Because Diamond, for all of its warts and stuff, I never lost a third of a shipment before. You know, to drop boxes and stuff like that. I mean, great, yes, it's UPS, but you have to understand UPS is carrying these packages. And they're basically take no protection to them. And, you know, we keep hearing, oh, they're going to fix things. They haven't fixed a thing since their very first week, so... Yeah, that's just manager speak. Yeah. Yeah, they're just appeasing, not actually doing anything. So, yeah, my faith in Marvel Comics at this point is at an all-time low. And, you know, I look at stuff like Axe coming and just going, yeah, okay, I had seven orders. Maybe I should have only ordered ten. You know, instead I ordered 50 thinking it's going to be a big thing, but I'm only going to have 12 sellable copies now. And, you know, what's the point of any of this? Um, we got, <laughs> two weeks ago we got New Fantastic Four, and then the variants came out this week because, yeah, you can't ship the variants in the books at the same week. And they were all damaged. So it's like, well, great, so now I'm going to get, you know, if I do get replacements, they're going to, sh- the variants are going to show up three weeks after the main, you know, it's like, just, this is just way too sucky. So, not happy. They're making it more difficult than it has to be. Yeah, and it well, the problem is, and it's on top of that, you know, on top of having to do extra orders, getting extra shipments. Like, just talking to Jermaine, he says, his guys are getting tired of getting shipments every day and having to deal with it. Yeah. And, it, you know, I got four more boxes from Penguin today of stuff, you know, that damage replacements from last. You know, it's just every day there's something to be done, you know, and it's just, it, and it doesn't happen in a vacuum. You know, it, it takes time. Right. Right. I have the, X the amount of time to do that. Is time you can't be doing other anything things, right? else. Yeah, well, right. you got and customer just... service too. That you, you know. Well, I'm yeah, like, yeah. You got like, I mean, you know, you got to try to take care of that. We have like a busy day of you know. Yeah, and you know, like I would have loved to have gotten to the one box that came today, but you know, it's Wednesday. I can't check stuff in. You know, so it's like just. Annoying. That's the biggest thing. Everything right now is just annoying, and it's getting overwhelming. But it was funny talking with uh, Dan of Southside Comics, and his question is, who's going to, where's the next generation of owners coming from? Because as soon as somebody see, you know, working at a store, like I've had two guys working here that opened their own stores, and now it's like if they saw, you know, some new guy saw everything that we have to do, yeah. it'd be like, yeah, I don't think so. You know, every Sunday night I have to do it, spend an hour doing an order. Every Monday night I have to do an order. Yeah, it's like I love doing work on my days off. Yay! But yeah, it's definitely not the the fun it used to be, or at least the fun of the job is you know the selling and the talking with people and that kind of stuff, and it's just getting pushed further and further down through just the busy work that they're making us do. And to make less money, that's the fun part, too. Where costs are up, profits are down, because the books are more expensive to us. So I don't know what the answer is. I don't have one. What do I got? 11 more years. Okay. <laughs> well, it was funny. I was thinking about that, because the idea is to keep going until the building's paid for, and then sell everything. And it's like, well, wait, if I start putting every penny into the mortgage, as soon as the mortgage is paid off, granted, it'll be paid off in 11 years, just making the regular payments. But if I can double up the payments, it'll be paid off quicker. And then I can get out. 
So. Yeah, but then you got to find something else to do. No, then I could retire. You say that. I do. So, I mean, this is fun and all, but it's, it's not. been real. It's been fun, but it's yeah, been real fun. Yeah, it was real fun. It's, it hasn't been real fun since the pandemic. So, more just a grind, you know, more of a job that I'm not enjoying anymore. It's harder and harder to get dressed and come to work. Which didn't used to be the case. I used to get here half hour, 45 minutes early just to get stuff done. And now it's like, get in and get out. It's like working in Walmart. Nah. No, I don't think anything's <laughs> quite that bad. So, I have a slew of books to talk about. But, Patrick. Sir. What do you read? I read books. So, yeah, I have like three weeks books worth is, of books to read. Books is, well, let's start with uh, Moon Knight. Okay. I haven't read four of today's books. Today's books. Well, good for you. Craziness. So, Spencer and I were talking about this. There was a twist here at the end. But it was uh, Moon Knight versus Vampires. With the assistance of former Fists of Conchu, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um... But on the very last page, um, Moon Knight takes his mask off yeah. and introduces himself as Stephen Grant. And he's like, a, like in, mm. like in mid bow kind of. Yeah, like. and it, you know that's not typically how Moon Knight has worked. So it was a bit different. And what Spencer and I were talking about was. It almost feels like the TV show, although he wasn't Mr. Knight. He was, yeah. he was a straight-up Moon Knight. Um, but they're using Stephen Grant a little bit differently in this. Um, or, you know, for whatever reason, he just switched personalities. Um, in a TV show, I think it worked because Steven didn't know he had DID. He didn't know he was Moon Knight. And so... That character was your window into understanding the character of Moon Knight if you've never read the comics before. It's a little bit different here where... Uh, this was issue, what, 11? 10? Something like that? 12, I think. Okay. Yeah, of this series... Yeah. Which like, I'm actually surprised. I'm waiting to hear that it's getting canceled soon. Like, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 12 issues, cancel Moon Knight. Um, yeah, so that was a little bit different. It wasn't bad. It's a little bit different. Uh, I read Punisher War Zone Blitz. War I, I picked Blitz. it up and started it and went, yeah. I don't know if I'm... I'm behind on the regular Punisher book, and other than you really didn't have to have read. Well, the not other just Punisher. because of that, but just I'm like I just don't know if I'm up for this. No, and that's that's fair enough. It was okay. It was a, it it was a money grab, and it was definitely something that could have been in the pages of the regular Punisher yeah. book. Um, effectively, all it was, he was going after a guy that years ago... Fearmonger or something. Yeah. Years ago, he had tracked him down to a village somewhere, looked like in eastern Europe or something like that, 
and he was hiding amongst the villagers, and then when the Punisher kind of left, he burnt all the villagers alive in a barn. And so he was going after them. Um, and eventually he fed them to a polar bear, because that's yeah. kind of what the Punisher does to people. Feeds them to polar bears. Bear. Huh. You know, I mean, panda bear koala bear, you know, mix it up a little bit. Yeah. But he went. Yeah, he fed somebody. They, there was a bear in the Welcome Back, Frank. Right. right yeah, Manucci. He he fed her. Well, first he cut off her arms and legs. No, he didn't. He threw her to the bear, and they ate off her arms and legs. But she survived somehow. I forgot about that. I read that Manucci. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it it was all right. I mean, if, if you like Punisher, it, it, it was fine. If you're not into Punisher, probably not going to like it. Uh, Primo's, number four. Is that the last one or is it five? No, this this was the last issue. Well, the last issue of this volume, it will be returning. Oh, okay. Um, so the uh, they finally work together and, and figure it out. Uh, so... Uh, the one cousin Javier, who was like the uh, the James Bond guy, he uh, he can make multiples of himself, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Except for they're like they're really multiples of himself. So he'll say something, and they'll all repeat the same thing. Like they're all having the same thought. Um, I forget the kid's name. Over there. It should cover. be right there. Yeah. It's on the cover. Punisher Wars Journal no, 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 Blitz? No. no. Primos. Oh, Primos, yeah. Up. Up. Oh, right there. Stretch Pat. Yeah, okay. Ricky. So Ricky has a premonition of, you know, he's essentially going to be the uh, a very powerful. Don't be a hero. Sorcerer or wizard at some point in time. Um, so he's going to make his mother proud, which is good because his mother gets killed in front of him. Um, basically, when he's trying to rescue his mom and, and his brother, uh, the Aztecs grab her and snap her neck. And so, such is, such is life for her. And then uh, Gina, they, they don't completely show what's going to happen to her but her powers she's like descended from the jaguar tribe so at first she almost like turns into a to like cheetah except for it's a jaguar and uh, then she goes back to her normal human form but she's an incredibly fierce fighter so it was uh, it was interesting it wrapped up just fine this is a drawback of the AWA stuff where you, you finally get somewhere and now it's going to be on break for however many yeah. months until the new one comes out. But because it seems like they're, uh, they kind of uh, are doing like the early Valiant of like they're only putting out so many books like at a time. Like I don't know what that number is but it seems like they're only putting out like like you know like that won't come out until another book has ended. 
Yeah. For like the second volume of that will take its place, you know. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, but at least in Valiant, they're they're somewhat interconnected. A lot of the AWA stuff. Oh is, no, is no, I'm not. just the, I'm just the mo- I'm just saying the way that they the, the oh, way no, they no, the publishing. Model, yeah, the publishing. Yeah, the model is absolutely that way. Um, I I just wish there was less of a break in between. Yeah. Them. Uh, but that's fine. The other AWA book that I read was The Joneses. Dave, are you reading that? I have. I got to catch up on it. I have. Okay. I do have it though. So, this was a slower paced issue, and, and pretty much what happened was the Joneses went to their neighbor's house for a barbecue, and they revealed that they're also reborns. Um, and handed the Jones an ultimatum, you're either with us or against us. And that's where it ends. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, I mean, the book's it's fine. Um, what, it started more uh, Fantastic Four. Um, it, it doesn't feel as Fantastic Four, though, mm. in, in this last couple issues as it did before. Not that that's bad, but it's, you know. Sure. So. Uh, and the last one I'll talk about is Nightwing. All right, that. So, that was... That it was a fun issue. Yeah. Um, it starts off with Blockbuster fighting... What is... It, I think Heartless. Or the Heartless, heart- okay, Or yeah. the Heartless or something like that. Yeah, and he throws them out a window yeah. um, after they fight. Uh, which he's able to just hold his own against Blockbuster, which right. kind of surprised him, I think. And we find out he's, like, robotic, uh, but his heart is a heart. Yeah. You know, he's like he's a cyborg, but he has a human heart. Um, and when his heart gives out, that's why he's collecting hearts. He just goes and, and gets another one. He's got a supply. Yeah. Which uh, it looked like he had a big, pretty big supply. Yeah. He'd be able to like chill out for a minute. Like. Yeah. It was like basically the the new, one of the new comic walls in here. Yeah. It was all hearts. Um. And then in the meantime, uh. Someone had vandalized the statue of Alfred. Yeah, and just all of Haven, they were just, you know, messing it up and spray-painting things and that kind of stuff. Right, so Nightwing is going to clean it up where he gets harassed by the cops. So he leaves. He's talking to to Babs. Well, wait, can we... How awesome is that? He's leaving, and to get away, he runs behind a tree and comes out with a motorcycle with a Nightwing logo on it and everything like that. I was like, yeah, of course he would just have that sitting in by the tree. Like, <laughs> but you know, that's a Batman thing, and and so yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, just like how they did the panels of it, it was just it was it was laid out great. No, it really was. Um, and and I love the art in this book because it's very kinetic how it yeah. that's how it's drawn. Um. But he he escapes and he, and he goes to hang out um, with Babs. Yeah, in Gotham. And you know they they spend the night, and she finds footage of who is doing the the. Uh, yeah, because last issue he's able to unmask 
unmask right. everybody. So she's going through, she's doing like face recognitions through her uh, cameras, and she gets ma- matches for everybody. So Dick's response is to say, I love you. And then he realizes he said it, and that was a cool panel. Where yeah, that was a cool, of, like, three panels of, like, of them talking, he says it, a panel of both of them, like... Did that just happen? And then, like, and the third panel of them trying to be like, ah... <laughs> yeah, trying to walk that back a little bit. Um, so the next day, he goes to... It was a press conference by the commissioner of, of the Bloodhaven Police... Who, of course, blamed kids. Yeah, because he's harassing all the kids and, they, like, checking them down and all, and all that stuff. And, you know, Dick and Barbara do their thing and show that they were Bloodhaven cops. Yep. Um, which, you know, pisses off the, the commissioner. And he said, because he had said something to, to Dick about... Not being in control Yeah, of you're everything. not in control all the time. And, you know, Dick completely turned it on him and yeah. said the same phrase. So it was, it was a fun issue. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. This this one, uh, Nightwing, has been, been top-notch for sure. So that's what I read. Uh, Spencer, who's wearing a Nightwing t-shirt. Yes. Um, the, uh, the Flash is a tie-in to uh, Dark Crisis. Um, so basically... So basically, um, they're getting all the speedsters together, and they're going because uh, uh, Mr. Terrific has been able to pinpoint which uh, universe Barry's in, but he's getting like three different signals, so they're not sure which Barry's their Barry. Um, so the speedsters are gonna like break up into teams and go search for him and try to bring him back. Uh, but Wally's uh, kids, uh, Jay and Iris, are there. And they want to come along because they, you know, they, they're here, they, you know, they think they're heroes too, so they want to be part of the team and they won't let them. And as the, as they're talking and trying to figure out where they're going to go, they sneak off with one of the, uh, with one of the, uh, wristband things and go off into this universe that, um, when they, when they get there, they find a tower called, uh, like, Allen, is it Barry, or is it just Allen Tower? It's I think it's an Allen Tower. Um, and they see behind them this black silhouette that looks like a uh, like a Batman Flash kind of combo kind of yeah. thing. And then, um, you know, when, whenever that happens, they realize what's going on. Uh, so they break up into two teams. Uh, Jessica Quick and Max Mercury? Yes. That is it. Um, they, they're one group. They end up in like this like Mad Max apocalyptic kind of universe where Barry is just driving like a supercharger and he's being just chased down by everybody else in all these cars. Um, what, uh, what was the other one before they got into where Barry was? Oh, can't remember what the other universe was. Um, but eventually they. Yeah, I don't. I remember the Mad Max universe, and I remember. Um, yeah, and then, uh, so, we find, uh, Barry, and, uh, and he's just having a very, like, mundane life, and he's, like, you know, it's very, like, Silver Agey, you know. Yes. Uh, Flash, and, uh... It was jarring. Yeah. Like, the, the change in art style and coloring was very... Yeah, because they even do, like, they do, like, I mean, they didn't, but they made, they made it look like the old... 
dot dot coloring of you know the pages and stuff like that. Um, so he's like you know just having a good day. He's making breakfast for you know fryers and all that stuff. And well, and he his goes, kids, he has and, kids and, in and, this and one his too. kids, yeah. And then so the kid's like an alert or whatever. She so goes running off, and then he meets up with Kid Flash Wally, and they're running and they're fight, going to fight Captain Cole, and it's just. Like I said, very, like, silver agey of, like, Kid Flash is taking care of all of the, um, the bystanders where Flash is going after Captain Cole and makes him freeze himself. And, or no, he, uh, Wally actually does something to make him freeze himself. It, it was a mirror. He picked yeah. up a mirror and shot him back. So, and then they just had, you know, it's just one of those, like, oh, good chum kind of, like, endings. And then, and then it yes. pans up to, uh, Wally and, uh, Wallace. Wallace. On the roof, just like, what the heck is going on? Yeah, because I almost picture him going, gee, Willikers. Yeah. Like, that's how bad it was. Man, I wish I could really remember what that other universe was. Because I remember it being good. Like, I liked it. I just, I just, it's completely out of my head right now. Um, and then, uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Read that one. Um, so, as a Spider-Man... Looks like he's about to be gunned down by one of the goons. Uh, another one stops up some guy he saved, like, years ago from getting... Yeah, like, I don't know about that. Yeah, um... Uh, so, like, he, you know, he holds a gun on them, and... And he lets Spider-Man go, and know, then stands there with all the guy, all of yeah. his co-henchmen. Yeah. And it's like, he's gonna get killed by them. Yeah. Why would he do that? So, and then, so that gets him to leave and stuff, and then he's fighting through these goons who he thinks are... Tombstone's men uh, dressed up as the Rurge's man because they were going to go out and, like, you know, um, and, like, shoot up, like, the streets or something dressed up as the Rurge so the Rurge would, you know, so he would uh, blow back on him. So he's trying to, you know, he's doing all he can to fight out of this building so he can so he can get out, so he can try to stop it from happening. Um, and then he's trying to call, um, uh, uh, Robertson's son, which is, is he also just Robbie too? I think so, yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, because with him dating Tombstone's daughter, well, he proposes to Tombstone's daughter. Well, she proposed to him, him actually. Yeah. Um, so he's trying to get a hold of him, trying to get him to, you know, to safety. Um, and how it turns out is that they were, that somehow Tombstone actually did get him into, like, the Rose's, like, basement or whatever. And so he was actually beating up the Roses men and, uh... Doing Tombstone's work for yeah, him. Yeah, because then Tombstone called the cops, so, like, that's how, the, that's how the issue ends, is, like, Spider-Man all tired and beat up, looking out of a window with, like, the red and, red and blue sirens, like, flashing up against the window. Um, and, uh, Robbie and Tombstone, they, uh, buddy-buddies again, they keep on having this weird, like, we're enemies, we're best buddies, we're enemies, we're best buddies for the last few years in, uh, Spider-Man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, an o- okay issue, uh, it's just like, he was, Well, yeah, but at the end, yeah, at the end, um, it looked like he was going to take out Robbie. Yeah. And then, and he kidnapped R- Robbie Sr. Yeah. And then it turns out they were just going to celebrate their yeah. kids getting married. Like I, like I say, each time I talk about this book, they need to 
get to like what happened mm-hmm. six years ago or six months ago. Well, or they're gonna wait till issue nine hundred for that. Come on. But because I mean, like, because like the, with MJ in, has, in one of the six stories in that issue, it'll like, explain. You know, because MJ has these kids now with this dude, what, and you're like, yeah, I, are they his kids? Like, I don't know. Yeah, that was really weird, but, mommy. I'm like, what? And then it's also like, because it's also a man and young kid, so you don't know how old this kid is. <laughs> It could be an infant, it could be right, 16, you right. don't know. Somebody on Twitter was just showing John Byrne drawing kids and how bad he I is. Saw, it, I, yeah. Oh, oh the, the, the Wanda one? Yeah, <laughs> oh, that was awful. Yeah, he, he, Frank Franklin was out of... Thank you, Tim. And, oh, that's fine. Hey, that's not bad. Yeah. Better than I expected. And then, uh, to keep with the Spider-Man theme, uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man, um... So we find out that from Miles's Combs uh, Silk or something like that, um, who we thought died multiple issues ago, he he is actually the Spider-Man in charge of this. Who is like is like the Empire or the the Emperor of like Brooklyn. He's like walled off and he killed that universe's Miles and this is like he's been ruling for like fifteen years or so, like ten fifteen years. Um, so of all of Peter's friends and his little his little sister, they're all going up now in this universe. Um, so he's helping to try to she save them. Bye, Tim. Bye, Bye Tim. Tim. Um, and so they come across that universe is Peter, who is all old and weak and fair. And so Silk has been able to somehow been able to suck like the life or energy out of him, keeping him young. Um, and then, but Peter's able to help him because he knows that there's like some power source down in the, in like the basement that's keeping the walls up so nobody can get into get into Brooklyn and stuff like that. So they fight their way down there, and they find out that Miles is, uh, that Miles is his um, uncle, uh, the Prowler, uh, is they're using him to like power the machine somehow. So they gotta try to. Either get him out or find a way to what you know to shut down the shields and get back to um, uh, back to their own universe, I guess. Um, and I think that's it. I think uh, anything. I think the last couple. I think you guys read. So I'll let you talk for a little bit. Dave. Uh, let's start with World's Finest. Oh, yep. man. Yeah. Number four. See, I read three and four together. And, oh, oh okay. that was glorious. <laughs> it, is, it is glorious. Do you uh, not read out? No, I I didn't get the first couple issues. So. Mm, good stuff. Yeah, we this one starts in Central City with <clears throat> Superman, Batman versus Green Lantern. Yeah. Who's uh, been, who's been... Whose mind's been taken over by the villain, the devil Neza. Pretty much everybody. And yeah, he's taken over everybody. Uh, then we switch to Supergirl and Robin are in ancient China. And they're, they went back there to find out from the House of G how, to, how they Im- imprisoned all those Neza years all those ago. years ago in the tomb. So when that picks up, they already found out what they what happened. Yeah. But the reader doesn't know. We gotta wait till the end. Is that, that's what I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember if they said it at the, at the at the end of the last issue, like that was like the cliffhanger. Or is that I, the end of this I, one? I, I will know, but I mean like the 
Like I couldn't remember if like last issue they found out. I don't think so. I couldn't. I couldn't remember. That's what I couldn't. But yeah, we'll, we'll get so there. They, they go back. So they go back uh, to the back to the future to deliver the news. <laughs> well, one of them do. One of them do, and then Robin is lost. Yeah, he, they get in separated the, in, the, and in the turbulence of the the time travel. Because yeah, somebody's trying to like change time or something, so it caused like. Time yeah. and Wimely, and they, <laughs> they, they, they like go, so we don't know, we don't know where Robin's at yet. Yeah, and then Superman and Batman, they, they use, they use their will to, to get the, the ring, ring off a of Green Lantern. Off a of Green Lantern. This was the only part where I was like, I don't know, this doesn't really make sense to me. Like how they merged together. Yeah. For, for a while. I don't know how that happened, but. But it was a cool, it's a cool costume design. And, but. well, I like the bad into the S symbol. Yeah. That's cool. But the color scheme, I was still kind of like, because, like, you, you, you took the Green Lantern ring, so you guys should be mostly green. And you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know why the red and the yellow, yeah. like, you know. I think his legs were green, but. But that was that was my only kind of. But the, it was so good and it was and it went so well that it was just kind yeah, of like, yeah, oh well, that yeah. I don't know, but I'm, yeah. I'm you know I'm still enjoying it. Right. So they used the last remaining <clears throat> power of the ring to take Neza to the Doom Patrol found where they imprisoned him in the court near Cordo Maltese, and they take him there. And then at that at that moment, Supergirl arrives, and then she drops. The bomb. Yeah. That. The door has to be locked from the inside. Yeah, somebody, yep. So someone's going to have to sacrifice themselves. Now, do you think Negative Man could just, like... Mm, no, because then Larry would die if Negative Man doesn't return but in, I mean, what, a minute? I mean, do you think he'd be able to, like, slip underneath the door? Mm, maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, I haven't read a lot of that old dude, which, so I'm not exactly sure what his, like... You know, I know he can leave his body or whatever, but... I didn't know, like, what he could, like, figure, like, small or yeah. fit into, you know, tight spaces or whatever. But it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> um, I'm worried that, like, once this story arc is over, if, like, like not, like, rotating artists, but, like, if they're gonna, like, do, like, a, like, another, like, an, like, an walk with another artist to give, uh, you know, him time or not. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I don't know, like, I think, um, you can definitely tell this is his art is definitely different than from like his like little run on like uh, detective where I think he was doing that and finishing up like once in future at the same time, and you can like it was still good but it it didn't have mm-hmm. like that like that pop and that like that sharpness that it used to have like mm-hmm. like like award finest has. There was one Batman not panel I don't know if it was a panel per se but Batman on the top of a page that was just. I went looking to see if it was for sale. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's go to X Men. Yeah, I read that too. I read that. Number twelve. And we can go back further. I'm looking at all these. I have to read. This all is this kind of this kind of wraps up all the storylines that have been going on. Mm-hmm. Where's the twelfth issue? They kind of like right. It's yeah, end of because, trade two, and it's getting ready for the gala. Yeah. So this. This starts with uh, Cyclops and Mr. Sinister. 
A Mr. Sinister. A Mr. Sinister. Or A Sinister. Right, but he had a club on his forehead. We don't know how he, she, you know, so it's a a Sinister. You first think it's a clone, but he says he's the original. Don't they all, though, say that? Yeah. Have you met a Sinister that didn't say that they they were the original? (laughs) What's his name? Nathaniel Essex. And then they climb out of Cyclops and Sink, I like when Cyclops and Sink climbed out of the sore, and, and Cyclops says, we should have saw this one coming, there's a sign there, Essex County. Yeah. Which is, it has to be a little nod to Lemire. Yeah. Uh, so then we get, we go to Game World, with the girls, with the girls, stopping Cordyceps Jones from his plans for the destruction of Earth. <clears throat> and... Cyclops and Sink meet Ben Urich, and they tell him that his memories were stolen about the resurrection process, the mutant resurrection process. And he but seemed pretty okay with it. He was okay with it. He just he didn't want those old memories. He just wanted to know what they, that they, in the present, what they told him. Then he turned the page, and it's the front page of the Daily yeah. Bugle with the headline, Immortal X-Men. So that's going to have some ramifications. And then we get the breakup. <clears throat> oh, good thing they already have a book titled with that, so... Yeah. You know, good thing that that's going now. So then we get the breakup of the X-Men. Some of them are going their own ways. Before the Hellfire Gala, where there's going to be a new... I guess well, that, vote, isn't that when they do their vote? Yeah, when they do the vote, you know, when they elect a new team. So Which I guess is next month. Who knows at this point? I, I mean, like, because people, somebody asked, say, when the next, when the new Daredevil's coming out. I'm like, yeah, never at this when, point. I, mean, I don't know. Advertised it. Yeah. When it's here, like that's when it's here. I have a book here. on coming next week that uh, I highlighted only because of how late it is. Well, you never in your in your in your rant, you never went about your uh, DC, the the DC uh, preview book. Oh, I forgot to talk about. Well, it. Yeah, I mean, we. I, I yeah. don't know whenever Dave's. You know, I don't want yeah, to cut Dave I off. will. I will. I'll. I'll make a note about that. That's DC Connect. Okay. Yes. Uh, this next one has a long title: Superman's Pal, Jimmy Olsen's Boss, Boss, Perry White, Uncle. Oh, <laughs> but sometimes. I, so I feel they made this book. I don't know who else is going to read a book about a collection of stories about a newspaper editor. I think they made this one especially Just for, for you. me. There you go. I asked them to. So, but there's a there's some like old stories by Elliot Magan and Kurt Swan. But there's a new story by Fraction, Matt Fraction, and Steve Lieber who did the Jimmy Olsen book, and it's fantastic. It's a story about uh, Perry White talking about his 35 years at the Daily Planet, and he says he loves being a newspaper man, because every, you got into being a newspaper man, because every day is different, but he says in Metropolis, every day is the same, because the headline is the same every day, Superman saves Metropolis, and then, and then he, but then he, but he talks about the one day when this wasn't the same, when Lex Luthor created uh, these robots, the anti-Superman revenge squad, and to go after Superman, and the citizens of Metropolis had to form a circle around Superman, because these 
robots couldn't hurt regular human beings. And he said that was the best, the next day, that was, <clears throat> that was the best headline in the paper because it was Metropolis Saves Superman. Which, and then he tells a story, you know, about how dog bites, dog bites man, that isn't news, but a man bites a dog, that's news. So it was really well done, really well told story. I love that one. <clears throat> and uh, The Wrong Earth, Confidence Men was okay. a one-shot. Uh, this is by Mark Wade. This is really good. This is kind of tells the um, uh, different takes, different takes on Dragonfly and Dragonfly Man's relationship with Stinger, because on Earth Alpha, Stinger wants to quit because he doesn't think he's good enough. He's, he's not fit to be the partner. And on the on Earth Omega, Dragonfly grounds uh, Stinger because he doesn't think he's doing his job well enough. So um, there's a new villain, Brain Drain, who makes Dragonfly on Earth. This is Earth Alpha. Dragonfly loses thoughts, loses memory. And uh, and then on Earth Omega, Stinger goes after uh, the villain uh, Bloodshed. <laughs> and then there, I won't sell the twists at the end, but there's some twists that show like the, the different relationships, and it's really good. Um, this is from a few weeks ago, but did you guys talk about the Boneyard Orchard? Mm-hmm. Mythos. Did anybody read that? I haven't got a chance to read the trade okay. yet, no. Okay, I want to talk about it then. Was it good? It was really good. I'll just give the, the setup of... of um, I think It doesn't say where it takes place, but I think it takes place in Canada. In this Canadian... I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, it looks like it's on the shore of British Vancouver, because it's, it's about an island with a lighthouse. Oh, yeah. In a, I'm just saying the very beginning of this. But the, uh, there's a Canadian ge geologist. He goes. He was called to look at this strange phenomenon on this island, and this weird lady, you know, works at the lighthouse, and she hasn't been off the island for 25 years, and she shows him there's a hole, mysteriously showed up on the island that goes down forever. Ooh. Doesn't seem to have a bottom. So that that hooked me. That hooked yeah. me right there, and it it goes on from there. But it was it was, it was really well done. Sorrentino's art, of yeah, course, I mean, was fantastic. And that's all I got. Oh, you got okay. So from last week, um, well, this was a couple weeks ago. But Strange Three, I finally got to. That's been moving the story along good. It was fun. She got to flex a little bit as. Uh, some guys decide to use some magic against her, and she's like, oh, but you forget. I'm also not just Sorcerer Supreme of this realm, but also I'm the you know, niece of Dormammu and the daughter of so-and-so. So she got to flex her muscle a little bit. Um, Sandman Universe on uh, Nightmare Country, I read 2 and 3, um, which this is going to read a lot better as a trade. Um, but really good with the Corinthian. Um, basically has been reborn 
out on Earth, you know, instead of in the dreaming, and he's kind of going around, and he's found this girl who was drawing him, and she's trying to get more information, like how does she know who he is and things, and she's also being tracked by these two bad guys who are, you know, crazy psycho people. Um, and then uh, her friend, she's she escaped being attacked and runs to her friend. She used Find My iPhone and tracks it down to this uh, millionaire who is has a deal with an angel to basically start, like it sounds like the end of the world and just lots, it's typical Sandman-y type stuff with, you know, lots going on. Um, but really enjoyable, but this is going to be a real good trade. Um, Immortal X-Men 2 and 3 um, is continuing the Destiny stuff and Destiny having visions and lots going on but basically in all of her visions Mystique is not there and it's really mm-hmm. bothering her that something's going to happen to Mystique now um, and this is well, this one's going to be leading into um, the Axe so I don't know what's going on with Axe it, I've FOC'd the Prelude and 1 already but this doesn't seem to be leading directly in and I read the Avengers issue that came out today that had a little Judgment Day is Coming tag on the front thinking oh, yeah. it would be leading in. It had nothing to do with nothing. Um, it was set in World War II, and the Sorcerer Supreme was basically Sergeant Rock. And it was, yeah, it was a weird issue. Because when um, I think of Sergeant Rock, I'm thinking Sorcerer yeah, Supreme. Yeah, but it was just like some military guy, and he became Sorcerer Supreme. And he's fighting jets against Mephisto. It was... Yeah. And, yeah, it was, yeah. It's like, how is this leading into Axe at all? But whatever. Oh, I can cross that off for next week. Yay. Uh, Black Adam. I don't know if anybody else read that. Um, not good. I did not care for that. Um, first off, his name isn't Teth Adam. Instead, it's like Tony Ramsey's Teth Adam, and they keep calling him Tony or something throughout the... It was really mm-hmm. weird. Um, it's too much Black Adam not being Black Adam. Right, he wasn't Black. He was this other guy walking around with a cane and top hat or whatever the whole time. Again, when I think of Black uh-huh. Adam, I'm thinking yeah, well, it's whenever Adam. he's not Black Adam. <laughs> and like. somebody from Condock who was his political opponent. I didn't think Black Adam really had a political yeah, opponent. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, is murdered. And he had seen this doctor before. He was going to see him. Right. And so Black Adam goes to talk to this doctor who's not really a doctor. He's just a resident. And I forget what his his name is. Mark something, I think. And he just... His speech was very... Well, it, it, Christopher Priest. You yeah. Know, you, you right. But the, he... this kid was hip. And the kid... Did anybody watch The, the Wire? Yeah. Okay, so the kid keeps going, She... Which the one character, his big thing was shit, uh, and it just, it just, it, oh, it felt also forced. The whole thing felt forced, and basically, Black Adam is dying, and this kid is his descendant, and he has to transfer his power into him, and it just. He's gonna be the new. Black I was Adam. not. Su- I it it, mm. it did. Well, not it had some it. promise because it was like it opened up with him like. Fighting dark, dark side. side, yeah, that was cool. And like and he it, did this cool thing where he was getting chased by the Omega beams, and he led it back to Dark Side, and then he caught Shazam at the same time. So like, when 
beside, like, like past his ears, so he's getting hit with his own Omega Beam plus the Shazam ball at the same time, but then you find out that's not actually Dockside, that's, um... Yeah, construct by... I forget the other guy. But yeah, it just... Ah, I didn't like it. Um, just, I'm sorry, I wrote my note. DC Connect, what happened? The art in it is great, though. Yeah, the art was good, just the story and the dialogue I did not care for. Mm -hmm. Um, We only have 11 more issues. Yeah, well, I'm good, thanks. (laughs) Tapping out. Um... DC Connect, basically, there was a variant cover of the Flash comic that is tying into the movie that had, out. that had um, Ezra Miller naked, putting running and putting on his costume to respond to an emergency. And in light of all the things that have come out, a naked even, Ezra Miller was probably a bad choice for a cover. Well, even um, without all that stuff, I don't think that's still a good choice <laughs> to, for car. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, that doesn't... <laughs> but, so, DC has uh, pulped all the copies of the DC Connect and are reprinting, so we will have them uh, at some wow. point. Um, Ezra Miller. Nobody's yeah, favorite Flash. Yeah, oh, God, just scrap the whole movie. Just give up. Yeah. Um, I think there are too, they're too many dollars into it at this point. What? But are they? Yeah. <laughs> It, it'll uh, end what's, up, you know, oh it'll go God. direct to HBO Max. Yeah, it, it doesn't help the two that they're also getting the same thing on on Aquaman with the Amber Heard too, and not to the same degree. Speaking of which, but like you know, like they're just getting it on both of them. Okay, but here's the thing: Amber Heard pooped in her own bed. Yeah, and she beat up her husband allegedly. However. Ezra Miller is just going to random bars oh, yeah. and beating up people for no real good reason. And, and he does it worldwide. He did in Hawaii. Yeah, he did he's, 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 like, he's an equal opportunity <laughs> asshole and you know, just beats people up for no reason. And I, I understand actor. Not the toughest looking person in the world. Wait, like, yeah, like... I, I, I don't want to go as far as to say my grandmother could kick their ass. My grandmother could kick their ass. Yeah, I think I would be more worried about getting into a fight with Amber Heard than I would with mm-hmm. uh, Ezra Miller. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So speaking of, Ezra, of uh, Amber Heard, I read Aquaman Flash Void Song because I felt I should. Is it better <laughs> or worse? <laughs> The deep target. I honest, honestly can't tell you because the setup to Is there forever, a body slot? No, no. But something happens on Earth and there's this song that is everybody now, their thought balloons and their eyes are just black. But Aquaman was so deep in the trench it didn't affect him. And Flash was in the speed force so it didn't affect him. So they're the only two people on Earth that weren't affected. Um, but every time in the pr- in, leading up to it, it was there was a scene with Aquaman and Mera, and I gotta tell you, when I saw it, I was just like, "Wow, I don't care." Just uh, <laughs> Mera makes me—they need to retire that character for about three years and then have her come back. But right now, she is scorched to earth. Um, mm. So it it, it it was a book. I just I. Bleh. Um, now this was a good one, The Lonesome Hunters. I read it, uh, Tyler Crook sent an email, because I had met him at a Comics Pro meeting, and he must have kept all that info and emailed everybody. 
But it was really good. Um, basically starts off, there's this kid, it looks like it's back in the 1800s, and uh, he's recruited by his family. At one point, one of his ancestors had stolen a sword from like an immortal being, and they use that to protect society and their family, and he has now inherited it, and at his first time he was supposed to use it, he panics and doesn't, and everybody dies. Um, so now he's living and now he's old and it's more modern and he's kind of very very miserable old man um and he's going into his apartment and there's a girl who had stolen a stop or um a pocket watch from her uncle and she gets home and they kind of bump into each other in the vestibule and he um, all of a sudden the uncle starts yelling at her and she just hands him the pocket watch and he's like oh whatever and then so he and the uncle's yelling at her where is it well it turns out these two magpies that had been kind of following the man earlier are tapping on the window the uncle lets it in and the magpie's doing something to him and the girl comes screaming for the old man going help help you have to help me this bird is doing something to my uncle he goes in, you know, I don't know what I can do to help, but, and it's like, has a, he's like possessed, and this bird is standing on his head with its wings out and talking in this, you know, you know, Zool, you know, type thing, and uh, he's like, quick, go get the, the box on top of my fridge, and she comes back, and he at the end, he pulls the sword out of it to deal with it, but it was good. I thought that was really, really, really well done. Uh, the art was really cool. That was good. Um, now, there are a couple from the week before I want to talk about just to throw you guys all off. Uh, there was Do a Powerbomb, which has got a lot of uh, buzz. That was the new one from Daniel Warren Johnson. Um, basically about wrestling, it was interesting. The mom, it's, the main story is about this kid, uh, this girl, and her mom had been a wrestler and was in this big championship match. And the guy botched a move and she went down and died. And so now the girl has uh, grown up without the mom. Dad really bitter. And she wants to be a wrestler, and nobody will give her a shot because you know she can't live up to her mom, and they don't want to remember that. And then at the end, this guy comes to her and says, "Hey, I can bring your mom back." So, uh, Aquaman Andromeda was interesting, only because there's another book that came out that's exactly like it. Is that the Rom V yeah, one? Yeah, Rom V, and it's basically there's a graveyard of spaceships, and something's going on down there, um, and. People are trying to get to something down there, and Aqua, all of a sudden this giant kraken appears, and Aquaman has to help. And then there's another one called "Where Starships Go to Die," which is another one where they're looking for the Point Nemo. I think it's called the deepest spot in the Earth where they take starships, and you know that's their junkyard. And this crew is going to investigate it, and they find out um, from the Earth to the Moon that rocket they actually find um and they open it up and there's a person still in there he's dead but still in there and it turns out he's this kind of vampire type thing and the doctor on the ship is doing an autopsy and cuts in and all of a sudden turns into like all these shards of glass and then it goes into her and now she's possessed so this thing's kind of going so that was kind of cool um a calculated man this one got a lot of buzz because it came out uh, it's an aftershock book that's already been optioned for a movie, so of course I sold out immediately, because... Because... Um, Rex, what you doing, buddy? 
Come here. No peeing. Okay. Good running. I appreciate that. Nice. Um, but it's basically about a uh, the guy who does the books for a mobster is like just brilliant, you know, um, mathematically, you know, just figure stuff out instantly. And he's kind of figured that the only way of getting of getting out of the mob is either to turn on them and join witness protection or die. So he turns on them, and it's just kind of the story of them trying to track him down. And the the people, there's a new the one guy's retiring who's in charge of the witness protection, and a new person taking over and is taking over the case. But that was good. Uh, Seven Sons is a new one by. Um, Jay Lee doing interior art for the first time in forever. And this was interesting, where there are these seven children who were all born at the same time, and one of them is destined to be the new Messiah. And slowly they have all died, and only one has left. Um, and now it's like all weird religious TV type stuff. But it was that was really good too. New Think. Um, I say I read that. I read that one, yeah. Fine, but it's like somebody's trying to do uh, Mark Russell, but not doing it quite as good. Mm. Talking about the power mm. of the screen and yeah. how people have been obsessed by the screen and it's taken over their lives and things like that. Yeah, it, they but make it, the screen like it's a like it's a sentient creature. Yeah, you know, evolving into people's lives. Yeah, but it it just felt. I'm like Mark it was Russell. All, it was all exposition, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so you guys gonna get the next issue? Oh look, yeah. Well, because oh, it's, oh, it's an anthology. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's gonna be something. Yeah. yeah. I think the next one has to do with like, like, like kings or like you know like some kind of fantasy thing or something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the closet. Anybody read that? That was yeah. a new one. Uh, that's Tinian. I think it's one of his uh, Substack books. It's only a three-parter. But really good. It's about this family. Um, they're moving, and the husband's just a doofus. Like, it starts off with him at the bar. He'd been sent out to get more tape for boxes. And he decided to get a stop and get a drink because he, he was just in the way, and she's just going to yell at me anyway. And the bartender's kind of like, well, he, she kind of needs the tape to make the boxes. And it's like, ah, whatever. And he gets home, and, of course, he bought masking tape instead of packing tape. But the crux of the closet is the kid is terrified of this closet because there's this creature in the closet. And Dad's like, well, we're moving. You know, the closet's not coming with us. It'll be fine. And it shows the kid kind of sitting there, and you see the creature, and he kind of comes out of the closet, and then the closet disappears, and he just kind of walks through the wall and looks back smiling like, I'm mm. coming with you, kid. Mm. So that was good. Nice and creepy. Astronaut Down was interesting. Um, uh, disaster has struck the world, and cities basically had to create these bubbles to survive because the the liquid the water of the world is turned poison and if it gets in it kills them and there's only like seven cities left and i think two die while we're reading and the only way to save them is these astronauts going to do something it's not quite clear exactly what they're doing but it turns out it's just like in their head basically astral projecting the people and disaster keeps happening and the people keep dying um and this is like their last shot and it's following like these three astronauts and i think two of them don't make it and then the last one overshoots where he's supposed to go and now he's kind of out in the ether and has to figure it out to be able to save the world it was good um interesting so let's see i don't know if there's anything extra yeah i think all the other stuff we read so long ago i don't remember so 
So I think we're good. What's up, Rex? No, oh, no barking, you two. Well, Colin. What's yes. coming out next There week? are books coming out next week. Um, some fun things to talk about. So next week from everybody else, we'll start there. Uh, Absolution is a new one um, from uh, EWA, only because I can tell because there's a Diodato cover. Um, Astronaut Down 2, uh, I like this. Beyond the Beyond, number 2 and 3. Thanks, guys. Can't find these things. Uh, the Closet, number 2. Uh, this was the good one I, that I ordered in August of 2021. Uh, Dead Box, number 3. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, you thought gosh, it was... I forgot it's, about Yeah, that. Oh, wow. so that's coming back. Yay. Uh, little Monsters, number 5. That's the Jeff Lemire Vampire one. Uh, Mind Manages, back with a little miniseries, Bootleg. Uh, Prodigy is back at Chris Society. That's the uh, Mark Miller one. I will go out in a minute, buddy. New one, I don't know what it is, but uh, Promethe 1313, number one. But it has a jock cover, a Sorrentino cover. So there's some stuff going on with this one. Um, Saga 60 is coming. Savage Tales one shot from Dynamite. Uh, we got Starhenge Dragon and Boar. This is a new one from. Uh, this is a. I think not a kickstarted, but a new one uh, from uh, Liam Sharp is doing this. Uh, Stranger Things Summer Special One-Shot. Uh, There's Something Wrong with Patrick Todd. Uh, number one, I believe this one is from Aftershock. Uh, Tiger's Tongue, no idea what this is, but interesting. Stop going in the garbage. Pat. Um, then from DC, I know, you gotta go potty, we'll go out. Uh, Batman 125, which is the first one of the Chip Zdarsky's. Uh, Batman 89, number six, finally. Only mm. ordered this one in October. Uh, we have Black Adam Justice Society Files Hawkman one-shot. That's the one where on the cover he looks just like The Rock. Uh, we have Dark Crisis, number two. DC vs. Vampires, number seven. Flashpoint Beyond, number three. Joker, last issue, number 15. Multiversity Team Justice, number two. And then, from Marvel, we have Amazing Spider-Man number 5. Uh, Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty 2. I think that might be it. Oh, and Excellent 5, which 4 came out this week. Thanks, guys. Um, that's a little quick. So that's what we got. Um, I don't know yet what we're doing for July. Tim and I will talk that over. Um, is we're do For Book Club, I think it's the 29th of July. We're doing Crossover. They're coming. Um... I don't have any in stock right now, but they're coming. Um, and I don't know what theme we're doing for July. Uh, we will be closed on Monday for July 4th. Just made sense to let Pat not come down. And, uh, let him stay home and cook. I looked, and last year we were open, and Tim did $200 so on a Sunday. So it's like, yeah, I don't think it's really worth it. Give Pat a day off. Um so I think that's all we got. Um, websites, PittsburghComics.com. Twitter is, or Facebook is Pittsburgh Comics. Twitter and Instagram are PGH Comics. So that's all we got. Dave, send us home. That's a podcast. We will talk at you later. See ya.